0: Two statements, two stories, and we're done. The first statement comes from verse 4. For He chose us in Him before the creation of the world. Verse 11. In Him we were also chosen. Central to this issue of adoption and our understanding of the Father's heart of adoption is He chose us. That's the first thought. Because we got, but God, a series on Ephesians. See, but the falsher family... Where would Ben be today? We don't know. We don't know. I don't know if he could have been more loved somewhere else. I don't know if anything. I know that he's loved now. I know that he's got brothers who love him, a mother who loves him, a community that love him. But God, when God steps in to our loves, he puts us into community. He changes everything. And central to the issue of God's adoption of us, because we are no longer orphans. We are now sons of God. And that can stay a cool concept that we use when we try to defend Christianity. Or it can settle deep into our hearts. But God. Adoption is a choice. It was God's choice to adopt you and me. If you receive the love of the God, you see, because there's a whole concept of predestination. And Michael Eaton, who struggled, who studied the Bible way more than me, can read Hebrew and Greek says, Predestination is a mystery. This thing I know, it was God's initiative. It was God's action. He made the choice. And I'm going with that line. I don't fully understand predestination. And I don't think the Bible clearly defines it for us either. This thing I know, when man responds to God, it it was his choice, not man's choice. It was God's choice the moment that grace pours into that life. It was God's choice to pour that grace and to bring healing and wholeness. It was God's choice. You know, we create in his image, how many men, when they've made a choice, do not love their choice? Ladies, Shirley, tell us about your husband. If he chooses a TV on special... Whether that thing lasts two days or twenty five years, does he love that TV? Was it be honest now? Be honest. Don't protect him. Just tell me the truth. Jesus loves him. Men, we are we have this thing in us. When we make a choice, we back that choice. We it doesn't matter if it's a car, if it's a house, if it's a a movie choice, we back the choice. And I think there's something of God in that. When God chose Carl, he backs the choice. When God chose you and he chose me, there is nothing that changes his mind. There is nothing that can change that ch- status. Whether that TV falls apart or not, as a stupid example, when I look at my boys, it doesn't matter what that little thing sleeping on the floor there does. He can pop on every couch. He can fall asleep in any meeting. He can scream and shout. There's nothing that he can do that will change his surname, von Fr- Fr- Pletzen. Nothing. That was God's choice. When he looks at us and we're lying in our own mess... And I said this morning, I think the picture of adoption from a nice orphanage where kids or anything and they're getting meals is too nice a picture. The picture is not from an orphanage. The picture is from the streets in a bin where you've been left and abandoned. Abandoned, alone, and without help and without but God, you will die. That's the picture of adoption. And God reaches into that mess. We are covered with our own mess. We are covered with our own Everything. And the mess of others is on our lives. And we're lying in that bin, helpless and hopeless. And God reaches into that bin. He says, I want that. And he pours in and he gives his son to save many sons. It was his choice. And as you wrestle this thing of even as a big man gets up and says, God loves us, God loves us. As you wrestle this thing, I've seen a man get up in a pulpit and ask a big congregation, how many people believe here? That God's love is conditional. And two-thirds of a massive congregation stand up, and I go, what? Some of the people I've worshipped with for years, and I have to go into my heart and say, my own heart and say, why am I slightly suspicious of God? Why do we start trying to do this thing ourselves? Because we are suspicious that God doesn't back His choice. I want to tell you that God doesn't make mistakes, and the, the best mistake He never made was choosing you and me. But in this journey and in this walk, and as this man continues to walk and continues to outwork some of these questions, because he's a young man, there's going to be more questions. Because there's a preacher in this world called the devil who's going to keep sowing lies to say, why were you adopted? Why the heart condition? But does he know that he is chosen? He was chosen by the falses, but more than that, he was chosen by God. That changes everything. But there's going to come a day, and I hope it's coming, it's coming in degrees, that here's a choice. And I think as the sons and daughters of living God, we have to make a choice. Because we get chosen and it doesn't matter what God believes, what I believe in my head dictates how I live. And so much of the church continues to live like orphans. We struggle with generosity because we don't know if God will be faithful tomorrow. We struggle with relationships because the minute people disappoint us, they're going to let us down again. And we are not secure in the love of God, so we walk away from the relationship. And all these symptoms that you see as studies have been done on orphans, we see the same symptoms in Christians in the church. And God says, I want to settle that thing once and for all. I call you son. Now believe you are son and daughter. So there's a choice because it doesn't matter our status in heaven. I believe many Christians might end up going to heaven, arriving there as an orphan in their spirit and in their ways. And God says, I'm tired of that. He made a choice and then we have to respond. As we grow up, as we get older, as we get to the age of Ben and we have to choose. Actually, I choose this name. Son of God. My brother-in-law, his father left when they were three He's a German, and um, his surname was Fundament, Torsten Fundament. It's a good German name. And at 37, 38 years old, they were having their second child. When he was five or six, his mom met a man. This man became his father. This man loved him. This man protected him. This man financed him. This man became his father. But his surname wasn't Fundament. His surname was Hackenroth. And as he got older, he just thought, what's the difference? This is still my father. I call him my father. And at the age of 34, he encountered the love of God, and adoption got realized to him. The love of God, the love of a father got realized to my brother-in-law. It changed everything. And he began a process. And as my second nephew was born, the the grandmother and her husband, Mr. Hackendroth, arrived at the hospital. And they showed him the name. On the birth certificate. My brother in law at the age of 38 had changed his surname from Fundament to Hackenrod. He had chosen this man who wasn't his biological father, this man who had not given him life, but this man who had loved him, this man who had given him opportunity. He had chosen this man's surname to become his surname. He had to change my sister's surname. He had to change their kid's surnames. But he did all of that because he wanted to make the statement, you are my father. There is a moment in our lives where we make the choice. You see, the choice he has made, that's done. You cannot change that. You can kick against it. You can make stupid statements. I've heard my children make crazy statements to each other. I I don't love you anymore. You don't have a choice, boy. You're his brother. And you've said them as children, as, as teenagers, as young adults. You made crazy statements to your parents. It doesn't change a thing. They still love you. They're still your parent. But there is a moment, I believe, where we have to make the choice, God, I take your name. I no longer walk as an orphan. I will no longer react like an orphan fighting back like a street kid. Hoarding. Someone gives me something, so I have to go hide it away just in case someone takes it away and tomorrow it doesn't come. There is a choice like my brother-in-law made at 37 years old. It's an inconvenient choice. There is a cost to that choice to say, God, you are my father. The implication is I will no longer respond like an orphan. At the very center of adoption is choice. God made his choice. The day he revealed his love to you, and if you haven't made that decision to choose him, I'm telling you today, he's calling you. But he made his choice, and he backs his choice. My God doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't make bad choices. He only makes good choices. That's why he gets the name God. The boss. The difference with us is we can make bad choices. We can And I believe every day, like I preached a couple months ago, every day we wake up and God says, follow me. And every day we have the choice to say, I am your son. You see, it's already established in his heart. It's already established in the heavenlies, but it's not always established in our thinking. And I think he's calling the church to make a choice. Like a 38-year-old German proud man, whose surname for 38 years had been Fundament, changed his name to Hackenroth. Because of a choice. That today you become my father. I want to encourage you to make that choice. It will impact everything in your life. Imagine how inconvenient it is to change your surname at a mature age. Think of the implications. Who will find you on Facebook? Ridiculous. But imagine. As his father who had never forced adoption through stood there. Looked at this little child. He'd never had grandkids. His wife had had two kids. She wasn't going to have any more kids. He'd never had the chance to have someone take a surname. And he'd never forced it. And at a mature age, this man chooses to take a surname. It's incredibly powerful. God has chosen you. I ask you to choose him. Not just a Savior. Not just to deal with your debt. But to choose him as father. Is that good? We're going to take up communion now. There's a, some communion at the, at the front here. And you know what? Can I ask you to use this moment? Use this moment to make a choice. Because he says in remembrance of him, remember what he's done. Don't remember who you were. Remember who he is. And then walk forward. Maybe you, you can look back at your last year, your last two years, five years, and say, well, actually, I've acted like an orphan. You know what an orphan looks like? Well, people have hurt me. I walk away from them because they're going to hurt me again. That's orphan. Orphan looks like many things. Make a decision today. I'm going to walk free and I'm going to walk as a son. We're going to remember him and take communion together. Can we come up? And uh, that's the end of the service. But I'm going to pray for us. We're going to take communion today. Don't rush away. Do you want to come up and grab... Should we do it as a community? Do the band want to jump up and just worship come and grab communion take the wine and the bread in remembrance of him got it we're going to do it together as a community so i can ask you to wait just for a sec it's the thing we are not adopted as single kids we are adopted into a family it's very cool it's very cool stand together, I said it before. when important people are in the room, people stand. I believe God is here, I believe His presence is here. Just keep it low. I believe His presence is here. And um, he wants to shift some things. His spirit is here, His spirit's in us, and he just wants to reveal those things. I'm amazed how often I react like an orphan. Just be honest. I'm amazed in the traffic, with my kids. I do it all the time, and I have to come back to that place and say, Father, you chose me, so I choose you. So today, Lord, we remember. We remember what you've done. We remember that grace that we received, that washed us clean of all the stains and all the dirt. And today we choose to remember that you not only redeemed us, washed us clean, but you set us as sons. You put your spirit inside of us that, shall, that allows us to cry, Abba, Father. So today we respond to that love all because of your blood, all because of what you did on that cross, Jesus. So we take this this juice as a symbol of your blood. We take this bread as a symbol of your body that was broken, that was broken for us to become sons and daughters of the living God. We do it as a family together tonight, Let's take it together.